Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I welcome you back to Season 2 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. And today we are recording Episode 20, which means this is the next to last episode of Season 2. So I thank you for listening this season. I hope and pray that these episodes have been beneficial to you and that they have helped you in some way to navigate through the different storms that you may be facing. Now, today's episode is actually part two of a, a small series of lessons on how we can weather the storm with the Word of God. Last week was part one, and we looked at some specific scripture references, but this week we want to examine some specific examples of those in scripture who use the Word of God to weather the storms of life. To discuss this topic with me today is my good friend and my brother in Christ, Jack Birch. Brother Jack is one of my elders here at the Equipment Congregation. Uh, he's been on this podcast before, but not on the Scattered Abroad Network. So at this time, I'm going to turn things over to him, let him introduce himself, and uh, we're going to get ready for this study today. Great. It's good to be here. I do appreciate, Drew, the opportunity to be with you and to be with your audience. Um, just briefly, uh, I am a Georgia boy, <laughs> been here all my life, uh, born in LaGrange, Georgia, moved to Carswell for a couple of years when I was in the uh, oh, third, fourth grade, <laughs> then moved to Dalton, Georgia and lived there until I graduated high school and then I went to, um, University of Georgia School of Pharmacy, graduated in 1973 uh, but in 1979, I decided I wanted to do some preaching, so I went back to Reed Hardeman and took all the Bible courses I could get, and I then went over to Tennessee Bible College and took all the Bible courses I could get there. <laughs> in 1982, I wound up back in Cartersville, Georgia, and stayed there for 32 years, and uh, now I'm in Quitman. I served as an elder in Cartersville for about 20 years, and I've been here at Quitman for the last several years. So... That is my basic history, <laughs> just to get that out of the way. Yes, sir. And and you mentioned Cartersville, and those who are listening know that I've mentioned that I'm from Adairsville. So Jack and I from uh, spent some time there in northwest Georgia, uh, but thankful that we're down here together in, in south Georgia and doing God's God's work. And, and appreciate Brother Jack uh, being on here with us today. And so last week we examined how the Word of God equips us and we pointed out the fact that it does, in fact, equip us, Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17. And we looked at the examples in Scripture and the promises of God found in Scripture to help us by looking at some specific passages. But, Brother Jack, I want to ask you, uh, in your experience as a gospel preacher, you mentioned you served as an elder for, uh, for many years. How has the Word of God equipped you to face the difficulties that you've been uh, faced with in your work? I think over time, you know, as I look back, especially you know, at the time that things were going on, I don't think I always 
to a degree, I recognize the importance of the Word, but as you grow older and you reflect on life and what the Word of God has done and what God and His providence has done in your life, you're, uh, I am at least, constantly amazed. Mm, yeah. um, I can remember when I got through a pharmacy school and I had the opportunity to go to a denominational group and talk to them about the Church of Christ. Mm. And uh, I was surprised when at the end of the evening they asked me to come back for another session. <laughs> I went back for a second session, and they started talking about some things that I had no familiarity with. And mm. I was, uh, um, you know, intrigued by that, but I was also disturbed by it. <laughs> yeah. So I began my own serious study of the Word of God, even though I had studied it much in the past. This became a very serious pursuit, and I started building my library at that point. Right. And building the library, I think, meant a lot. And then sitting at the feet of uh, great preachers, yeah. uh, hearing great men preach the Word of God and their emphasis mm-hmm. upon the Word of God. And so over time, uh, and the more that I have over the years read the Word of God, yeah. the more impact it has. Um I can remember difficult times when uh, I would pick up the Psalms and just read through the Psalms, mm-hmm. you know, three to five chapters a day, yeah. and uh, underline. I've got Bibles I've underlined and underlined and set that one aside and buy a new Bible mm-hmm. just so that I could read the Psalms again and underline again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, but those passages in the Psalms not only assured me. They offered me a great deal of comfort mm. in times when I thought somebody, Satan in particular, is trying to destroy what we're doing. Mm. Wow. Well, and, and I think that's something that for our listeners it is good to hear that the Word, as individuals, you know, we can we can gain so much strength from God's Word. And, and over time and after different situations that we face, it becomes more precious and valuable to us. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. and. And and hopefully that'll kind of help as we introduce this study today on how we can weather the storm and why it's important to weather the storm with the Word of God. So with that, I want to ask you, what examples come to mind, those examples in Scripture, of those who use the Word of God to weather the storm? Well, there's quite a few. <laughs> I struggled with this when we asked me to speak, and I thought, what, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> Who am I going to talk about? Right. Uh, and the more I thought about it, I thought about what the Hebrew writer said in Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, that God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also we made the world. He's spoken to us by his Son today, but prior to that, he still spoke by the prophets, but he also spoke in the, to the patriarchs, to the head of the household. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's never been a time that God has not had instruction or not left has left man without instruction. Right. Put it that way. So man's always had the opportunity to learn from God's word. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes it wasn't written 
as in the patriarchal age. Right. It wasn't until Moses came along and started putting things in the writing. I'm sure that, that may, even may have been toward the end of his life, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. It wasn't until later that they had the written word. Right. But I believe that every Bible character who was faithful to God depended upon the word of God in order to accomplish God's will and in order to be able to weather the storms of their lives. Right. Whether you talk about Job or whether you talk about Daniel or whether you talk about Joseph or whether you talk about Jesus himself in the New Testament right. or even John the Baptist or the Apostle John or James or Peter. Mm -hmm. All these uh, Bible characters depended upon the Word of God. They right. are examples, and obviously the prime example is Jesus himself. Exactly. Uh, secondarily, I think we would say Job, and even though I'm not sure that we say have a, a Bible quotation from Job that <laughs> where he said, I use the written word to do this, <laughs> we do have indications that Job was very aware of the Word of God. For sure and that uh, he continued to, uh, if you look at his life, and he was, you look at the description of him as a man. Mm -hmm. He was perfect and upright. He right. feared God. He hated evil. He was pure in thought and conduct. He was thoughtful and courteous in dealing with other people. Mm -hmm. He was well known for that in his day and time. Right. Uh, he was kind to his family. He was kind to other people. He helped widows and orphans. He counseled those who were in sorrow. He sought to comfort all those people. All those things add up. Yeah. <laughs> and you look at his life, and what's the summation of it? It says, well, he didn't charge God foolishly. Right. I mean, did he have some issues with some of the way that he approached some things? Uh, yeah, he could have made a better argument in some places. Mm -hmm. But he has suffered a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he endured through all of those things. So I think Job is a prime example of where he may not have had, say, the written word as we have it, but he certainly had the word of God. Absolutely. Another example is Joseph. Uh, uh, his suffering didn't come from physical illness, but he was mistreated by his own brothers. Mm -hmm. He was unjustly punished by the government. Yeah. <laughs> so you look at those two things right there, and uh, we might be able to appreciate that a little today, but not yeah. to the extent that he was rejected no. and punished. Um, so the example of Paul, even, I think, when you come to the New Testament, outside of Jesus Christ himself, Paul was one of those that, what do you say, were made a spectacle mm, yeah. <laughs> under the world to angels and men. Mm -hmm. um, he said, well, we don't want you ignorant of our trouble. And right. then he gives, gives a list of all the troubles that he went through. Oh, yeah. He said, not only that, we despaired of our lives. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that many of us today can say that we despaired of our life mm -hmm. in the sense that he was talking about. Right. But troubled, he says, on every side, perplexed, persecuted, cast down, uh, afflictions, distresses, and stripes, and imprisonments. On and on we could go. Right. But what did he depend upon? Hmm. The very word of God to sustain him. Exactly. Uh, just as Christ did in his temptations in Matthew 4. So and when you take all that together, the Lord himself, he knew the suffering was to come Oh yeah. on the cross. He faced that. He was resolved to do what was pleasing to the Father. That's right. And uh, he, so he set his face toward that suffering and nothing would deter him from doing that. And when he was tempted there, what did he do? 
use the scriptures. For sure. Sure do. So it's not just, say, suffering, but the storms of life include our temptations. Oh, yeah. When the Lord was tempted, he used the scriptures. Right. That is the primary example of anything we want to talk about when we talk about using the Word of God to deal with issues and weathering storms. Absolutely. So, well, you know, I was thinking as you were saying that James in James chapter five, he says, "Take the prophets for an example. You know, of endurance and patience, or that long suffering needed." And he mentioned Job. He mentioned Elijah. And so we think of these examples like you shared. Uh, I had some as well. Think about Noah. You know, Noah had to face that. How in the world did he even know to build the ark? Well, he knew exactly what to do because God told him what to do. That's right. And it said, you know, thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. So he did. That's the only way he was able to move with godly fear and build the ark. In each of those examples, you mentioned Hebrews 11. In each example, it starts with by faith. Well, how in the world does faith come? That's right. Here in the word of God, Romans ten seventeen. So I love that you brought that out, that there's never been a time in history where Basically, God has left us without instruction. Right. And, of course, we have the great privilege of being able to own a copy of God's Word. You think about how God has preserved it and how it's so readily available. You can have it on your phone, computer. I mean, and, and having a hard copy, we're holding the mind of God in written form when we hold the Bible. And that's what a great privilege we have, uh, as it, specifically as we try to navigate through the different storms that we face. And so... Those are some examples, and I appreciate everyone you've mentioned. But but maybe we can continue this and think about some other examples that may not be as well known, but individuals who certainly weathered the storm with the Word of God. What do you what do you have on that? Well, I, I read a book by uh, who's not a member of the Church of Christ. Miss Van has written this book, and he listed some characters that I'd never really thought about. But the more I think about it, and more as I as I sort of skim the book again, we're about. To, Second or third time. Um, he talked about Enoch. Yeah. And he talked about Joseph. And he talked about Miriam. And he talked about Gideon. And he talked about Samson. And he talked about Jonathan. Uh, wow. You know, the man who would not be king. He talks about Jonah and Esther and John the Baptist and James, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. and Mark and Onesimus. Wow. And there's so many that you could go through and say, it, when you start looking at their lives and the things that they did and how they responded, it was all depending upon what God said. Right. And again, they didn't have it as we have it. We are so fortunate to have it all bound in one book. That's right. That we can pick up and read everything God wants us to know. He gives us everything that we need for what godliness and to be productive in His Word. Exactly right. We don't need anything else. No, we don't. Um, and, and they had to take various scrolls and various pieces of paper and try to piece it together. And sometimes they simply had to take the word that was given from God, either directly to the head of the household or by inspiration was given, and then it was eventually recorded. Mm-hmm. We are blessed beyond measure. Yes, we are. You know, I've heard it said too, and, and maybe you've heard this before. I've heard people say, you know, if I were living in a time when God would speak directly to me or I could have a dream and wake up and know exactly what I need to do, it would be so much easier. But I would argue that uh, we have such a, a greater blessing and privilege today to have it recorded. You know, not just a one-time read, but every single day. And as you mentioned earlier, as you navigate through life and you, you grow older and you go through different situations, it becomes more valuable, more precious. 
and you can maybe recall a passage to mind, but then read it again, and it just explodes with meaning once again, all over again. And back in uh, Numbers 12, um, God called out uh, Moses and Aaron and Miriam. Mm-hmm. He said, you need to come out into my presence. Yeah. So they go out, and then he calls out Miriam and Aaron to come closer. And he says, notice here's what he says now. He said, here's God speaking to them. Hear now my words. If there's a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face. Even plainly and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Hmm. What were they doing? Well, they spoke against Moses. God says, why is it that you have the gall to speak against Moses, who is my servant, whom I speak to face to face? Hmm. We have to ask ourselves when we go to the Word of God and we're looking for direction and purpose, why are we going to argue with the Word of God? Hmm. That's a great point. Uh, we have no position because God knows what is right. He knows how to direct our steps. However, we can't direct our own steps. No. And God says he's going to show us the way. Well, we should be following that word. Exactly. Um, the psalmist said in Psalm 73, he's talking about the difficulties he was facing. And he says, when I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. Mm. He's looking at all these difficulties and all these problems. He said, it's too painful for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, he was looking around and he was seeing how people were around him. He says, here's the rich and here's the people. And they're doing all this thing. They're succeeding and they're doing good and they don't have the problems I have. Mm. It's much like we do today. Mm-hmm. We say, well, everybody's better off than me. Mm. Well, it may not necessarily be true, but that's another subject. Yeah. And, but, the psalmist there says, then I understood therein when he went into the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. He goes on to say, I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you talking to God. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Mm-hmm. He recognized, where does, what should it from where should his counsel come? Right. God and God alone. And where are you going to find that counsel? In the Word. That's right. Um, he went on to say in verse 28 of Psalm 23, It is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. Mm. we got to have that attitude. Yeah, that's right. I have put my trust in God's Word. Mm. Whatever happens to me in this life, regardless of the consequences, I have put my trust in God's Word, and I stand there. That's right. No matter the consequences. In Psalm 27, the Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Mm. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. 
one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He, he shall set me upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. I would have lost heart, he goes on to say, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Mm. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You know, one of the things, one of the, uh, another book that I read a lot besides the Psalms whenever I saw difficulties, I went back and read Joshua. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. how many times did he say, be strong <laughs> and of good courage? Yeah. Mm. That was something that strengthened and lifted me up in difficult times. For sure. Joshua was such a great example. And, you know, Joshua 1, even, you don't have to get far to find that. Exactly he's, right. he's preparing him for it. He, he reminds him of his presence, and he reminds him of his promise, promises. And, of course, we can have that today in the Word of God, all those promises that we can depend on. As you just mentioned from the Psalms, uh, that, that's where we put our strength. That's where we put our hope. And wherever we face, whatever kind of storm we face, we do so with the Word of God. Those are great thoughts. What else you got for us? I'm looking through, and I ran across this of all places on the internet. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, something that's talking about dealing with problems, mm -hmm. and I think that talks about difficulties and weathering the storm for sure. And one of the things that uh, this this particular writer was saying is what you should do is that you commit that with God's help and God's grace that you'll bring glory to God and honor Christ through whatever difficulty you're involved with. Right. I mean, always, uh, as First Corinthians 10 says, do all to the glory of God. Right. Also, Colossians 3.17, do all in the name of Jesus. Well, it's doing it by his authority, but it's also doing it to his honor. Yeah, that's right. Uh, secondly, to pray with thanksgiving. I, I know I constantly am involved in prayer mm -hmm. several times a day. For sure. And I always encourage people, whatever you do, be sure you pray mm -hmm. every day um, and continually. And it's not always just for yourself. That's right. You yeah. should be praying for others as well. Mm -hmm. And it may be that you divide it up and say, well, in the mornings I'm going to pray for myself and the evenings I'm going to pray for others. I don't care how you do it. Just pray. That's right. Exactly right. Uh, ask wisdom from God. You know what James tells us to do? Sure and does. What does he promise? He'll give it. Yeah. Uh, God will grant you wisdom. I don't think he's going to do it in some miraculous way. I right. think he does it when we go to him in prayer and we read his word, mm -hmm. then we gain wisdom. That's right. Exactly. And it'll build upon itself. Commit to solve this challenge in, a, in God's way, mm. not your own way. Yeah. Uh, whatever the difficulty may be, commit yourself to saying, I'm going to do it the way God wants it done. Right. Uh, never try to go any other way. Uh, Proverbs 3 says to trust in the Lord with all your heart. But he also says uh, to acknowledge him in all your ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he says, don't be wise in your own eyes. 
fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Mm. Now, Jesus said in John 14 to keep my commandments. Well, that's simple, isn't it? Right. James 1 tells us to be what? An effectual doer of the word. Exactly. <laughs> Not hearers only. Um, Peter tells us, 1 Peter 5, to humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And what's he going to do? Lift you, up. lift you up. So you got to put all these things together. It's mm -hmm. not just one thing. It's right. not just prayer. Mm -hmm. It's not just reading the word, but it's prayer, reading the word, putting it, doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then humble yourself. Always be slow to speak, slow to anger, and quick to hear. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's one that James one nineteen should be a memory verse for every one of us. I agree. Um, so we should always expect that we're going to have trials, mm -hmm. but we uh, experience those trials because not only because we're Christians, but because we live in this life. And um, we need to know that our answer is in the scriptures. I think you've already alluded to this, Second Timothy chapter three. Yes, sir. That all scriptures inspired by God. And that uh, we are, this is, there's a reason for that. Right. And it's, it's because it's profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness, but also so the man of God may be perfect mm -hmm. and complete, equipped for every good work. Right. There you go. <laughs> um, so all the answers are there in the scriptures. We just sometimes have to dig it out. That's right. Um, God won't allow us. Not only be tempted above what we can bear, he won't allow us to have problems above what we can bear mm. if we will stay with him. Right. Big when condition. We, our, our issues arise when we start drifting away from him. That's right. And we turn from him. Yes. So it's going to reveal something about the quality of our faith. Mm. Pray without ceasing. Remain obedient to God's word. Uh, spend time in God's word. Uh, I mean, be diligent as, as, as Timothy, as Paul wrote to Timothy, Second Timothy two and verse fifteen. Be diligent to present yourself to God. Uh, discipline your thoughts to honor Christ. What's it? Philippians four and talks about pauses. Whatever is true and whatever is honorable and whatever is right and whatever is pure and whatever is lovely and whatever is good report is any excellence. Anything of praise. Dwell on those things. Right rather than all the issues mm -hmm. and all the problems. Uh, you, you're going to have to set your mind on those things, as mm -hmm. it says in Colossians. But practice that biblical love with anybody and yeah. everybody. Uh, sometimes we lose sight of that and we react with anger when we should be reacting with compassion. Mm. Uh, we need to forgive when we've been wronged. And Stephen is a classic example. Oh, yeah. Uh, how many of us, you know, it'd be difficult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it'd be difficult. Mm. Um, look for verses in the Bible. Read the Psalms. Yeah. Read something else. But every time that you read from, from the Scriptures, look for what can be meaningful to you in dealing with those issues. Right. Um so there's so much that can be done, so much more that we could talk about. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's no doubt. Uh, but it, when you, uh, this writer that I was reading, he, he summed it up this way, and I, I want to quote him, but I don't know who he is. I don't know his name. <laughs> uh, there wasn't a name on the um, website. It was just 
the information. Right. Okay. But he said this. He said, when our Lord Jesus Christ was tempted by Satan to sin, Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11, Jesus was an overwhelming conqueror by his reliance on and use of specific truth in God's word. Christ set the example. Know God's word, use it specifically, and becoming an over become an overwhelming conqueror no matter how severe your personal challenges may be. Wow. Can you imagine how each if every one of us reacted to our challenges and our difficulties and the storms in our lives with the scripture? Mm. Wow. <laughs> it would make a huge change not only in our personal lives, but in the lives of the people around us. Oh, it definitely would. And I love that you close with that example of Jesus. And we, we often say, how did he overcome? You know, it is written, it is written, it is written. Amen. It all goes back to what God has said. And I think everything that you just mentioned uh, can, can be very helpful. I know it's going to help me and hopefully to our listeners as well. So as we close this episode today, this is something I've been doing all season. And, and I want to give our listeners maybe a, a word, a statement, something, just one final thought that will hopefully encourage them. So what would be your one takeaway as we think about this topic, weathering the storm with the Word of God that they can take with them? The first thing comes to my mind is 2 Peter 3, 18. Mm. Grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. An imperative. That's right. Not a suggestion. Right. <laughs> if we're going to be what God wants us to be, we've got to grow. And the only way to do that is to spend time in the Word. Amen. There's no way around it. Uh, my one takeaway is really based on what you said earlier. Remember that communication is a two-way street. You know, we communicate to God through prayer, but don't forget that He communicates to us through His Word, and it's right there for us. If we'll just take the time and, and the diligence, as you mentioned, Second Timothy 2.15, and to realize that the great power we can have by going to the Word and using that in the different situations. But also, I guess a, a part two of this as you think about prayer, don't forget the great power and the privilege of prayer because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, Ephesians 3.20. He gives us that, that blessing, and we find all of this in the Word of God. Amen. And so, Brother Jack, I appreciate you being with me today. Uh, thankful for our listeners. We hope and pray, as always, that something that has been said will help you to weather the storms of life. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.